Okay, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Can't Stop the Hobby podcast, episode 51, with none other than the GOAT himself, Optimus Volts. We are excited to have you on tonight, man. Uh, now, Optimus, can you tell us about uh, yourself and the hobby? <laughs> this is Optimus Volts. Can't stop the hobby. Thanks a lot to bring me on to your show. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Man, I got a story to tell you, man. Oh, man. You know, as a kid collecting cards in the 80s, early 80s to the 90s, of course, the junk era. Gotta love them, man. Big fan, of course, Tony Gwynn, Daryl Strawberry, Robin Young, Robin Sierra. Will Clark, all those greats, man. Jose Canseco. Oh, man, I love to open packs, rip, you know, look at the cards, trade them, collect them. I never had the money to get that Frank Thomas back then, King Griffey Jr. It was out of the league, man. I barely had money on my pocket to buy a pack some days. I had to work hard to get money to buy these cards, and I enjoyed them and stuff. Yeah, But man. I can't. We... We were we're so excited to have you on, man. We've had Donnie B on, Ken Carl, uh, KK Card Card Killer, and now yeah. we're we're blessed the blessed to have you on, man. Um, tell us how you got started in the hobby as a as an artist. Well, I'm uh, I'm actually a, a street artist. I'm always been doodling since I was a kid. This and that, of course. What can you do? Write on walls, do graffiti, do this, do that, sketchbooks and that. I was always into uh, drawing, painting. Um, I was in art classes as much as I could during the uh, high school years and all that. But I started dabbling to the fine art world as my spray can work. I started doing a lot of like can work, you know, like, you know, spray cans. So this is one of my sculptures here. Uh, I got some transformer head on there. Uh, it's mm. actually spray can. I trans, you know, did a little, uh, made a mold of uh, power and stuff. And then um, check out this one. This one is a, a little, oh. you can see wings. That's awesome, that. man. And this is a Voldemort from Harry Potter. And stuff, so um, awesome. I, have, I saw some of the Voldemort stuff on your on your website, optimistvolts.com. So if you guys are um, ever wanting to see some of his work, check it out, optimistvolts.com. Also, uh, your Instagram is optimist and an underscore volts on Instagram. You can follow him on there. Make sure you guys give him a follow. He's got some amazing work on there, guys. Amazing Hell stuff. Yeah. Um, now let's let's kick things off. We. I, I wasn't able to see you at the national. Um, the national was a while ago. I, I was bummed. I wasn't able to see you. I saw KK. I saw uh, Donnie B, but not but not you. So I didn't get to see the three amigos. So it, it just, I, uh, the plane arrived late. You know, I couldn't get there in time. Uh, I showed up a, a day late for the festivities, but I was there for about uh, kind of like two days or a day and a half to enjoy the nationals, uh, walk with my uh, fine uh, 
Cart Killer, Donnie B, the two masked men uh, in the in the cart art hobby. Yes, we're the masked men. Uh, we wear masks not because we want to hide our faces. It's just that's who we are. I am a. It's part of my culture, the Mexican. I'm, I'm fully Mexican. I was born in the United States, San Diego. Um, I wear the mask because that's the care. That's my alter ego, my uh, spirit uh, uh, chi. They call it. Uh, it's the how you say that. How I become, you know, I become a super hero, like another person with the mask. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. Hey, keep give us a story behind your mask and and why you why you decided to just wear a mask. Uh, for for all your events and whatnot. It's actually pretty cool, and that's how people know you. The reason I wear a mask, it's it's like it it changes me. It makes me feel uh, empowered. It, 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 it brings something of more energy towards me uh, because growing up as a kid watching the Lucha Libre, it's the wrestling. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, to acknowledge that, hey, he's a Mexican hero, even though it was, of course, scripted and all that, you know, there was Santo, Blue Demon, uh, Mil Mascaras, all these great uh, wrestlers um, that we born, you always wonder why they wear masks, because that's who they were, that's the character who they were, but I wear the mask because that, that this is Optimus Volts, uh, my real name is Isaac Coronado, and uh, Isaac Coronado is timid. He's quiet. Uh, he's afraid to talk to people in front of crowds. Like if you were interviewing me right now, I'll probably just well, you won't see that energy, you know, like coming out to like that intro I just came out. It 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 comes out from inside. It finally comes out. I'm not afraid. I'm ready to take on the world. You know. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. I love it. And a big thing, everybody's like, what's that on your mask? It's actually my logo. And my logo is part of uh, uh, the Transformer logo meta uh, metamorphed into a Aztec god put together uh, because of the Aztec culture. We believed in all these different gods. And I... Um, I'm a big Transformer fan, so, and that's where you see Optimus from Optimus Prime. Volts is actually my street name from my street culture, and I kind of combined it when I turned into the art world. And when I started doing galleries and, and shows, I needed to be talkative, I needed to be this, so I needed to bring out the mask. <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. I love it. Hey, Thanks. what? There's a lot of people out there that that are are trying this card art thing. Um, what do you have? What do you what What can you say to those people out there, and also young, inspiring artists out there that that aspire to, to possibly do this someday? What What do you have to say to them? Do it. Try it. You You want to try something? Do it. It's not. Uh, don't be afraid. I mean, I remembered when I first started doing the card art, it was like in the early, maybe late 9, 98, 99, kind of 2000 early. 
because I had all these cards and cards dropped with the crash. So there was worthless. So I had boxes and boxes of cards just sitting there. I used to grab them, toss them. And I started my art career around that time. So when I was painting, I would actually grab a card to clean the brush and would just like to, to take off some of the excess and start putting on the cards. So I would just grab a, a, an old card or, or whatever and just paint the face or whatever. And I'm Mexican, so I paint them Dia de los Muertos. Um, yeah. That's just my style. But for anybody out there that wants to try it, try to see what's inside of you, what you want to do. Do a style. Um, out there, I know there's a lot of people, there's cards, the people that cut cards, there's people that paint cards. I'm the one that paints on them. And there's people that actually um, cut them into big pieces. And then there's people that actually do their own designs and then make a card, you know, like Ken Carl, he, he paints a, a, his own little designs and then he makes a card. And, and then there's a Donnie B card killer, all these great card artists that cut the cards. And don't be afraid of um, see what you can come up with next, even a better thing. Um, get ideas like maybe, um, instead of uh, cutting a card or painting on a card, maybe figure out a way to elevate the game with maybe uh, different ideas, see if it's more digital or more, um, another way, I don't know. It's, it all depends on that person, what they feel inside to come out. Mm -hmm. And I use a brush, you know, just a little simple little brush a little brush to paint. I mean, don't be afraid to take what's inside you. If you feel like you want to do, do this, go for it, give it a try, let it out. You will know right away if, if um, you enjoy it. And the way you enjoy it is when you're suddenly time disappears. You're, you're not even thinking about time. You're not thinking about anything, just doing the work, doing the art. Now, reading on your website, you, you said that uh, your old, your art teacher inspired you to, to keep on doing it. Um, can you just tell us a story about, about how, who inspired you to, to be an artist? Um, the first one was my, my art teacher from high school. Um, I grew up, you know, in the, in the streets and stuff. And um, I was a, uh, like hanging out with the gang members and, and, and the art teacher saw that, hey, man, you got talent. I used to draw uh, sports character, you know, like football players, stuff like that, or um, religious figures. I used to draw that or stuff like that um, because that's what I saw, you know, that's mm -hmm. what I, I was you know, my parents, my, especially my mom is very religious and the Catholic. I mean, I'm really not that religious, but still I saw it everywhere. It was in, it's embedded with me. And I saw uh, sports because I love sports and I was always into basketball, baseball. 
but because I couldn't make the team because of my grades, I would actually, instead of going, I would actually go in, during lunch to the art class and just sketch and draw. And the art teacher saw that and he started telling me, hey, you can actually go into a field this way. You know, there's this art show for this. Let me put your work in here. And he did. He actually put my work in these uh, kind of like student shows that were outside my district because we were in like a low income district where there's no money for that type of work, you know, like art, like art, you know, like, uh, you know, there's money for art, art schools where they have um, projects that they can do for the kids, but not for the for lower income uh, schools, they don't have that type of money to do this stuff. And that teacher actually pushed me, hey, I want you to come to, to lunch here every day. He, that will get me away from, you know, being from that crowd and, and then getting fights, you know, getting in fights and stuff like that. And then he told me, hey, I know you can't, you don't have the grades to go to college, but go to community college, take some art classes. And then I met my, my real mentor, uh, Michael Snore. He was a muralist. Uh, down here in San Diego, there's these, this park called Chicano Park where there's murals all over it. It's beautiful murals. And he actually saw that he had a talent. He would take me to these, places and help them paint, help them paint and guide me to the art world where I started showing work. And it, it's not easy, it's a lot of work because you gotta learn all these techniques, you gotta learn all this thing. And some people have it naturally in their, you know, they're born with it so they can do it. But I always, I needed to learn the right way, you know, the right techniques. And he would actually told me, instead of doing this, do that, do this and that. And he would guide me. And, and then of course I elevated and actually started doing my own style. And he loved it, you know, when I introduced the, the spray can stuff and it just blew up from there. Yeah. Can you uh can you tell us a little bit about the spray cans and like what why you decided to do it do that? Well, well the spray cans uh, broken up pieces ones if you saw uh, they're kind of big um, they're uh, it was a it was like a spray can where I popped it and broken into little pieces and these little pieces are very sharp and jagged and they create a lot of depth and design and most of my pieces you're going to see skull work the skull and the skull actually uh represents a little cult because it's dia de los muertos uh there's a lot of um uh messages from the ass you know like aspects and and religious things about death um because the Mexican culture, we believe in the afterlife and we honor our, our dead ones. So especially during some, uh, that just happened November 1st and 2nd. 
and that's when they celebrate your loved ones that just passed away. Um, but that spray camp, because I was always in the streets doing murals, doing graffiti, doing um, stuff, of course, we're not supposed to be doing, of course, on other people's property. But. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he saw that I was breaking these pieces to make art with it. And it, it just gravitated a lot of people to it. And I did it, it just happened for no reason. It was like something that came out of me and uh, it's my style now that art galleries now are, are having it in their galleries or art shows. And that's how I full started doing this kind of artwork. And I got started getting known and known more, more uh, um, getting offers to, to show my work in LA, you know, different places. But when I was, because uh, I, I had cards laying around, I started painting on a, as a doodle thing. Mm -hmm. And COVID hit. And that's how cards kind of like took over um, because the galleries closed down for two years. You know. Now, <laughs> can you show us some of, you, show us some of your cards and, and, the, and some stories behind it? You said it comes from a... The Mexican culture. I'm very familiar with that. Living here in, um, I live in, in Goshen, Indiana. Um, it's uh, a lot of Hispanics. Um, about probably about forty percent Hispanic um, culture here. Oh, so yeah, I'm very familiar with it. Um, and like, can you just tell us a little about the the artwork that you put on uh, those cards? Yeah. Well, you know, like I say, I grab. Um, I just grab like a regular card, uh, a real, it's real, it's not fake or nothing. Uh, a lot of people say, do you print them? And I go, no, I don't print them. You're getting an original art piece. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm telling people that I actually paint. Like um, this is a hockey card from Upper Deck. I, this is the first layer. Uh, you can see that I painted the face gray. Mm -hmm. um, you don't, it doesn't have nothing on it. And then I start, uh, um, let me see if I have another example. Uh, then I lay down, let me see. Uh, no. Well, then, then basically what I do is I, I, I start putting the face on it and then the little uh, color to it to um, kind of like, give it the day of the dead thing. We like to yeah. decorate our skulls and, and that's part of the culture. We have to decorate the skulls to make them look nice, to invite our, our loved ones and stuff. And um, as I grew, I grew on to when I'm making cards, uh, let me see, I was actually, you, if you saw the, fir the first time I made the cards, there was not that much detail um to like now that um when you do it this is uh mike trout uh they you know you can you can bet uh, oh yeah i can see that that's nice uh, on this one i actually painted some roses on here because uh i did this during uh dia de los muertos kind of like a um significant thing well now i i'm slabbing them and it's gonna it, it's gonna say 
uh, Optimus Volt's original card art, one of one. And the back is going to give you a certificate of authenticity. Um, that way, you know you have a real art. And now I have like these one of one stickers on them. So, you know, it's, it's a real, it's a, my real work. Because working in galleries, um, everybody wants a certificate of authenticity, making sure it's original. Because if my name goes up to be like the next Banksy or the next um, Jackson Pollock or, or um, Andy Warhol, you want to make sure they're real. And by having something that says it's real, it's going to bring the value up. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, and like lately I've been uh, like adding um, little designs on them. Like this is, it says Doc on it. This is a new card. Yeah, uh, that's that, man. Yeah, you can for see. Donnie. For Donnie? Mm, I mean, not really for Donnie, but I know he's going to love that. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's his guy, man. Yeah, I, uh, I just, how I work, I grab a card from, I have like stacks. Um, I have stacks, this is my little working area right here. Um, oh, nice, I have man. stacks and stacks of cards in front of me. And I just, uh, I just grab a card and work. I'm working like on maybe about 10, 15 cards I'm working on. And I grab one and then I paint on them. Like here, I'll show you guys a sneak peek. Um, Kyler, this is a, oh a new- Oh my this, gosh, man. This is a sneak peek. It's not That's done yet. That's incredible. They, it's kind of hard for me to work on football because the face gets covered by the helmet. Yeah. So I said, how can I make it a little bit, um, know that it's my work and stuff. So uh, right now everything's hot is, uh, you know, like animal prints from mm -hmm. Panini, you know, those, you know, things like that. This is elephant skin, but with these unique colors, purple with the blue. And I mean, this one does have the Dia de los Muertos design on it, but you can barely see, you can barely see his, uh, his face because of the helmet. Mm -hmm. uh, and some of them, I'm not gonna put the Day of the Dead ones, this is a, a Tom Brady. Uh, this is a tiger print on it. Um, I'm, and then I'm gonna put some stuff. I don't know. Real, if I'm gonna put like, I'm probably gonna put a uh, the the Buccaneers logo right here, or maybe like a uh, pirate flag or something here. And for for Kyle, I think I'm just gonna put the card, you know, the card their logo right here uh -huh. and stuff to see, make it look a little bit much better. Um, so I'm working on that because I don't have that many football cards without the faces, but I know that um, they just came out with these football cards with no helmets. Like mm -hmm. this is Tula and he's wearing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So That's sick. you can see when they're not wearing the helmet, Dang. I can do my work, yeah. So, but there's not that many football cards with no helmet, so um, doing like that. But then I'm also going to start doing some music cards. You know, this is a, the Pretenders and stuff. Mm -hmm. I just got some recently um, picked up some music cards in the works on that. You know, like 
Where's that Bob Marley card? <laughs> I oh, can't yeah? Wait. Yeah, I got a, I just picked up this a pack of this music. Uh, I think it's Pro Set Superstars. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, do people, do people, do people uh, send stuff to you to have them do things? Oh, we were talking of course. Before the show. I mean, can you, can you tell I, us what they, what some of the unique pieces that you've done? in something that you might be working on right now in the works that's kind of really, really unique. Yeah, I'll show you. I mean, of course, I do um, commission work. Just DM me through Instagram, email me through my website, or, you know, just send me a message and we can talk and I'll, show, I'll tell you the price. Um, there's a breaker. Um, there's a guy, um, I don't know, I think he doesn't, he's not really a breaker. He's just a big time collector. He's, he always sends me cards to do. He said, like, this, uh, he sent oh, me these three. Oh, man. That Cole Anthony, man. Hot. He's hot. Yeah, he's and, hot. and one of my look, buddies is a huge fan. Yeah. Huge fan. And look at his hair, man. I actually did Dude, the hair. that's amazing. So I just finished this, these three for him. It's Zion, Zion uh, Anthony yeah. Davis, and then this, uh, um, I'm not familiar with this player. I think it's uh, uh is that Malcolm Brogdon? Oh no, that's uh Demonis Sabonis. Yes, yes, Demonis yeah. Sabonis. So yeah. he uh he's always sending me um commission work. Um uh, boom boom boom. It's usually uh uh pretty big basketball stuff. He always sends me basketball. Yeah, I mean last time he sent me this uh this Anthony um is it Anthony? Anthony no Edwards. no this yeah, Anthony Edwards card. I was like, wait a minute, this one's worth a little bit of money. Yeah. You know, it's like eighty to a hundred dollars, and and I'm like, you were, and I'm like, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> it. yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, he sent it to me. I did it. Um, but I always get things sent to me like this cassette tape. I changed it. I mean, if you would have saw that, if you can go back and and, and if you research KMV. If you see the real cover, there's a face. It looks like this, but then I did my Dia de los Muertos style on it. Um, but there's a special project that I'm doing right now. Unbelievable. I, I at first was like, what the hell is this thing? I mean, I can't believe it. It's from the 1899. So I'm talking about, it's old. It's a more than a hundred and... and what 121 years old maybe 121 yeah it's these um i want to say uh arrest bookings i guess you can say um let me, let me show you super what they rare man yeah yeah it's a photograph and then it has uh it has their name um height age complete eyes everything whiskers uh charges like it'll tell you what uh what he got charged for and then um, who, who, it even says who arrested him. And, and then the date he got arrested. And then the sentencing. The sentencing is in red. And then oh. it even says uh, previous crimes, case number. Uh, it does, it, it's, it's so cool. So I'm working on these old photographs. The guy sent me, a, oh, I want to say about 10 of them. And they're double. They're double-sided. And as you can see, this one I'm working on, I have the first layer of paint on it. And nice. I usually put the first layer, let it dry, move on. Um, but when it's done, let me show you this, 
This one, I love this one, the color, how it came out. The one with the beard, the guy with the beard? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Amazing. Look at this. Yeah. I mean, it just brings it. To me, it feels like this guy could actually exist in a world like, like I mean, it, with the red face and the little designs. I mean, you can see. I mean, hopefully you can see the designs on oh, there. Yeah. Like the, oh, yeah. The cross and the dot. But the beard, like I can just see this guy in front of me. And it's so cool that this guy really exists, this John Oakes. You know, he was 5'7". Uh, I mean, he, 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 uh, it, he got charged for shooting to kill. It says shooting to kill. So it, I guess he tried to kill, like commit, like attempted murder probably. And he, he basically went to jail for, I don't know how many years it says, but these are amazing. I mean, That's I can't crazy, wait to finish, finish these. Some and, very rare pieces. Now, you mentioned the Anthony Edwards card um, that was like 80 to 100 bucks. Is that yeah, what's yeah. the most expensive card you, you've done art on? Oh, man. Um, she, oof. Ah, well, I know that uh, uh, I worked on some, was it Eddie Matthews, an, an old Eddie Matthews card? I think that was worth a couple hundred dollars. Um, then a guy sent me an, a, who was that one from the Cubs? Uh, Damn it. Um, Ernie Banks? Yes, Ernie Banks. God damn it. I, can't. <laughs> <laughs> I got yeah, you, man. I'm a Cubs old, guy. Dude, it was an old uh, Cubs card, uh, Ernie Banks card. Pretty good shape. Um, it had a little bit of a, a little bit of like scuff marks and stuff like that. And then I, I, I want to say, um, La, at the beginning of la, like during when I started getting commissions, it was a, um, it was a, was it a, who was the Tom's, Tom Seaver? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Yeah. No, Duke Snyder. It was Duke Snyder. Snyder. It was Duke Snyder. It was a beautiful, I know this card had to be, if, if it was in good shape, it would be valued in the 500s or something. But someone, painted a must drew a mustache or, or or something you know like like did some weird things you know like uh with a pen there were some marks on it and the guy said hey uh, i know this card is it's a you know but it has these marks can you work on it he goes yeah i can do it you know send it to me but you know that's the one that I, I was like I know this card if it was in good shape that's some money you know and then if it was graded even more money. So, if if I'm saying uh, if I have a card that's got like marks on it or it's not going to be if if people that are in the grading world uh, that want to grade something they can't grade it, uh, we could send it to you and you could possibly do a, a, some some art on it. So like yeah, for instance, yeah. I mean. For instance, I mean, this this right here, this Johnny Unitas, yeah, old I mean, dope piece. But look at the bottom here. Some kid got a hold of it and put a K A yeah, on there. That like, exactly crazy, man. That, but, but with your work on it, dude, this thing would look amazing. And he's got his helmet off. 
Yeah, it will yeah. work perfectly. It will work perfectly. I mean, the one that guys sent to me, somebody drew like a mustache with a beard. <laughs> and like, and I'm like, oh man, somebody just fucked up back then. <laughs> uh, the kid maybe fucked, you know, fucked his card up. I mean, excuse my language, but I mean, it, it, I was like, but it turned out awesome. I mean, it might be, it might be in my Instagram stories way at the bottom. Um, I don't uh, put all the custom ones because um, I'm not sure if the owner, you know, wants like, that. Yeah, but like yeah. these, like I already, like these three that are as soon as I encase them, because they're going to be cased like this now. This is what I'm offering now. When you get a custom That's from me, perfect, man. you're going to get, make sure it's authenticity, one-on-one sticker on the back. I mean, the, the sticker's already back with me, so, so I just need a case. I'm waiting. I just ordered a few of them. They're coming in the mail. And then um, I'm going to get like a, a whole case coming uh, as soon as I move. I got, I'm moving actually studios. Um, so I have, most of my stuff is packed and ready to go in uh, next month in uh, December 1st, I get the keys and stuff, but yeah. Nice, man. Nice. Any cards that remark, bam, bam, send it to me. I, I, I will do my work. Now and what, have you guys, have you done any work on like, let's say like the new up and coming stuff like Fortnite cards? Like any work with those? No, I haven't done Fortnite. I've done um, Pokemon cards and Magic the Gathering. I've done Magic the Gathering and and Fortnite. No, not Fortnite. Uh, Pokemon cards. Pokemon, yeah. I've done Pokemon and and Magic the Gathering. I know there's another one that's pretty big, Meta Zoo or Meta. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge now. Meta yep. Zoo. I mean, I. I play Magic the Gathering so I, I was in that era too playing Magic the Gathering so I never ventured into the Pokemon or uh, I never really played Fortnite I know it's big on the uh, computer I mean in the place is it PlayStation yeah either or is the computer PlayStation Fortnite um, now as we but, as we talk about ahead. some of that stuff uh, what's what's your take on uh nfts oh man oh, man it's i'm i'm like uh still you know yes i'm gonna i'm making some nfts but <laughs> but i still i don't uh honestly i don't like it um but the world's changing yes but i also think it's it's also scary because it doesn't really, you're not getting a physical item, you know, and unless they, uh, now that they, they're starting to do is these, you get the NFTs and the original, you get the original item, you know, like you actually get uh, a painting or you get uh, a print or something. Like the socks, I heard some somebody that made socks, you can actually, get the sock or something um nfts is, is a little weird because i think the only people are really making the money is the ones that own the world 
they own the physical domain area where the, the token goes in, you know, the token, you know, because uh, we have to pay a gas fee to make these uh, NFTs. And we're taking this money to make this. And if it doesn't sell, because the only ones that are like selling right now are the big guys, the big names, you know, uh, you know, I know some artists that already dabble in it and they're like, oh shit, I thought I was going to sell right away. You mm -hmm. know, and they, and they um, some of them put this money, they pay these gas fees, but now there's other worlds where you don't have to pay the gas fees right now. The buyer pays the gas fees, but who the hell is going to pay $500 to get this one piece that is maybe valued 30 bucks or. Yeah. Uh, digital money, of course. So there's all these things that I'm. Um, I have to learn. I'm learning as I go, and I understand that now with uh, Facebook releasing um, Meta, you know, like uh, it's coming. It's coming in the digital world. I mean, I kind of know how it is. It's like when I first play Call of Duty online on like Xbox back in the days. And you per you wanted to get that skin. You wanted to get that skin for that, that gun. Um, uh, it, it, it's kind of like that, you know, like it's only gonna be for that world, you're gonna have that item. And if you're part of that, you, you're gonna want it. So I understand that, um, that it's it's weird but the good thing I, I heard that i'm reading about is if you sell it the artist if you sell it like i sell you like an nft of this no and then you bought it and you sell it to somebody else i get a cut of that sale about uh up to 10 i think it's up to what 10 percent or something like that that's um, nice, man. That's awesome. So that's good about artists, royalties, that they're always going to get something. Um, so I do like that aspect of the NFTs. The only thing I don't like is, uh, is there, these people are getting rich off these artists, you know, these worlds, um, because all these artists are, Oh my God, I gotta make NFTs. I gotta make an NFTs. I gotta make NFTs. So all these gas fees, I don't know if you know about gas fees and all this. No, can you explain so, a little bit about that? It's like to make an NFT, to get it into a token, you it has to be, per, you know, you gotta pay to make it a token. So it's a gas, it's like a tax. Mm -hmm. It's like a, it's a tax without getting taxed. It's like how these guys make their money. And like, when you wanna take your money out, um, let's see, when you invest in, in Ethereum or Bitcoin or all these other coins, if you wanna take your money out and turn it into you know real physical money, then you have to pay a fee, a gas fee, you know? So everybody's, these gas fees, that's where the money is. You know, these people that have these, that owns these world, they're the ones, boom, they're just grabbing money from doing nothing, 
you know. Yep, yep. It's like nothing. What are you doing? They're just basically a bank. Yeah, it's like it's a <laughs> it's like it's like a like another thing like in like in like insurance, you know, like uh, it's another way to capture money without physically having something exist, you know. But world's changing. Yeah. You got to continue to change at continue to change with it. Um, I mean, now let's, let's talk a little bit about uh, like people, people send you stuff. Uh, now, what, what do you collect like card wise? Like who do you PC? Oh man. Tony Gwynn. Um, born in San Diego. Watched as a kid. I mean, watched the Padres, of course, on TV. And actually, uh, when my dad got free tickets from his work, um, back then his company used to give out free tickets for like employee of the month or whatever, then um, he would actually take us to the games and watching Tony Gwynn play. And I mean, it just gravitates how, you know, he would always uh, get on base. He was hitting the bat. He was into the home run hitter, but he was just the way he was. He was always like Mr. San Diego. And he was always, you know, he would always, he, he stayed all his career in San Diego. You know, it's not, not a lot of people yeah. do that, man. You know? <laughs> and of course, for my new, I mean, for, for what's current right now, it's Fernando Tatis. Oh, for I sure, man. Yeah. I've gone to some of the games, and oh my god, this guy has uh, the power. He's hungry. He's he's dedicated to win, no cost. Dedicated to win, and you can see that in some of his games, especially that one game where him and um, Manny were fighting in the dugout. It was because he's fucking. He was mad about like, dude, let me fucking play the game. Yeah, yeah. Reps. It was because of the refs. They were fucking calling these game, these balls outside on everybody, on everybody. So, and it, are you a big it, Machado fan too? Uh yeah. I mean, of course. I mean, he came to the Padres. I know he has a bad rap from the Orioles and then the Dodgers, but I know he's a bad boy. I mean, back then he was a very uh, like he he would do sneaky things, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, but I think he grown up. He grown up, and I mean, he. I think he took the lead of being the the captain, you know, for the team, uh, like the father figure, I guess you could say, uh, the veteran. Um, I do like that. He, I mean, he's. I mean, look at the arm, the way he throws from third base to first base, I, with yeah, no like. It's yeah. just. He was born to be a third base. I mean, third baseman is a beautiful player. He can hit, he can uh, get RBIs, he can do what he does. Of course, he has some slumps and stuff like that. And of course, he has the bad rap from the Oriole days with causing fights, you know, uh, uh, sliding with the cleats, you know, and mm -hmm. all the other stuff. Fight. <laughs> <laughs> now, but, do, you, do, you, uh, do you venture into the, to any of the football or, or basketball stuff? Yeah, I mean... I I, uh, I I collect and if I collect I collect um, in basketball the Lakers I've been because that's the closest team even though San Diego had 
the Houston Rockets first. It was actually San Diego Rockets. And then it was the San Diego Clippers. But I mean, no, I mean, it was kind of hard to go watch those games because then they moved. It was gone, you know. And but I was always a Laker fan because it was always on TV on on our, our stations down here. So I grew up in the Showtime area with Magic Johnson. I mean, I saw that first game of Magic Johnson coming in as a rookie. He took when Kareem got hurt and he took over and became center and he took over that game, you know. But Magic Johnson, yeah, he'll be my basketball uh, PC guy. Um, football, I was not really into uh, football that much because um, I always played basketball and baseball. And, and, the and real, did you my, play the real football? Um, I Every time, I never made grades to play football. And then uh, we never had enough kids to play football, you know, other than throw the ball around. So... Mm. In um, baseball, there was always enough kids that want to play baseball. There was always um, neighborhood parks. You know, you, there's always a baseball field. There's no football field. You ever notice that? There's mm -hmm. parks. There's no yeah. football field. Yep. You know, you have to have to sneak into the into the high school, you know, to go play football, or you have to make your own field. And you know, hey, go it get takes that, a while. that trash. You know, go get that trash can. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, but uh, there was always basketball courts in the parks because I grew up in the 80s where we went outside and play. I mean, until the, the street light came on. We were always uh, riding bikes, playing, you know, whatever was out there, baseball, basketball, um, you know, uh, courts, dirt, dirt bikes you know like you will go into the ditches and mm -hmm. do whatever you can you know do stuff we're outside playing whatever we were until we got home and then of course atari came out <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and then, then things all changed now if you were to have if you were to uh have any card in the world uh what and if money wasn't that an option though and you can have any card in the world, what would it be and why? God damn. Oh, wow. Oh. Dude, that's a good one. Oh, shit. Uh, if right now, if um, money wasn't the option, I will have a graded, uh, if possible, 10, a Magic Johnson rookie card. You know, that tops one with the Larry Bird and... Um, yeah i mean just because i have all tony Gwynn cards i got them you know most of them but if that card is like out of my budget right now i mean i would definitely pick that up on the spot you know it would just be my like oh my god i got that magic johnson rookie card you know <laughs> that's awesome man now i'm I, nobody's ever really said that there's always they always go to the the michael jordan you know so it's, yeah, it's good to, it's good to hear it's good to hear a lot of uh different ones here recently i mean we were on our 51st episode and we've heard 
probably about 20 to 25 Jordans. Jordan <laughs> cards. Well, so that's, that's Jordan, awesome. yeah, Jordan was the man. I mean, he was, uh, he would dominate. I mean, he, uh, I, I had hatred to him because he would uh, take some <laughs> of the trophies. I mean, in the in the beginning of the '90s, uh, he took some of the Laker trophies from us, especially that, that first year where Lakers were, you know, versus the Bulls. He took us out, and then it was like, oh fuck! I mean, mm-hmm. just alone having hatred to the Celtics, you know, it was back and forth in the '80s. I mean, back and forth. It, it, I mean, the '80s was Celtics and Lakers. Oh yeah, and then the '90s came. It was, uh, of course, the beginning of the pit, the Pistons, Pistons, bad boys in the nineties, and then, of course, then the Bulls took over, and then they took over the nineties and stuff. So it was, uh, but it, I, I also think if it wasn't for Magic Johnson with the AIDS thing, you know, HIV thing, yeah, he, he, he left the game early. He was still in his prime. You know, he had to retire because people didn't want to play with him. Mm-hmm. But you know, he understood that hey, when something like that, you don't want to. Everybody was scared, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, not, yeah, of, he was. He was a. He was a rare, rare player, man. Not a lot of once in a once in a generation type of player. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, when you go to shows, okay. And you you might have a different plan because you're you're an artist. Uh, what's your game plan when you go to like a like a national or any card show? Uh, what you have a game plan? Is it uh, as a vendor or as a guest? I mean, I like as a, to go- as a guest, just going from table to table, checking out things. I I, I go and to see um, the market. I want to see what's hot, what's selling. Um, also to pick up items that I can uh, work on, you know, like, like, hey, that $8 card, I can turn it into a hundred, a hundred and something dollar card by putting my magic on it, you know, or there I'll pick up players that are always um, selling for me, like uh, Mike Trouts, Michael Jordan, um, Tatis, you know, the big players, Otani, you know, like, uh, you know, like, so, but I also go and talk to some of the vendors, like what they think about um, card art too. Um, I do research, I do, um, because I'm entering a world that they might think that this is a joke, you know, making the card art, or you guys are just destroying a card um, or they might think like what you guys are doing, they might not like it, but I love that they're embracing it. Some of these dealers and, and hobbyists and, um, and even tops. Investors, investors, that's the big thing. The investors are gravitating to these cards, like especially now, of course, when Tops came out, I mean, I was doing this as just before that for, even came out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I was, but I didn't promote it as as much because it was not. It was just for me. I was focusing on my other work, my gallery work, and now 
I'm actually, I finally got to put some of the cards into the gallery. So I'm kind of moving back and forth. But these cards were considered to me like no value back when I started. And now that they're valuable and I'm like, and people are gravitating these cards and loving it. And I started promoting on Instagram and people were loving it. And when I started putting on Instagram, I just wanted 10 bucks. I mean, I just wanted uh, beer money, you know, or yeah, yeah. Just, just to get gratified. And then I, I, it started blowing up. And that's when um, I get messages from uh, Donnie B for the first time. He said, hey, I love your work, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, dude, there's another guy with a mask. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is a freaking yeah. There's another guy with a mask that makes card art, and I'm like, "What?" And then he showed me the link, and I'm like, "Holy smokes!" There's another guy with a mask on, and I was like, "Wow!" And then he messages me, and then we talked, and then uh, back and forth, and messaging about, uh, you know, like. I mean, I was wearing a mask during my gallery work from the early uh, 2000s. And then I see this guy that he has a mask made out of cards. He, his his yeah. design, his, his first is made out of his card uh, refractors. And I'm like, what the hell? And we talked and I'm like, and he's like, dude, I, I, I can't believe it that there's another guy that wears a mask and this and that. And is doing something towards that style, you know, the card art. I mean, I, I know he cuts the refractors and then he uh, paint, put, uh, puts them on top and I paint on the cards. So we were talking, I'm like, oh my God, we were, and he, uh, before, before he even DM me, he actually bought a couple cards from my website when I was, doing them on Instagram, I post them up and then, hey, hit them up, it's on my website. He bought a couple of them and then when we first talked, a video call, I said, hey, mm -hmm. I was already on you before Donnie B even meant, you know, hit me up too. And he said, look, I bought your card. Oh my God, I was like, yeah, I was like, crazy, wow. Man. And then, you know, then I saw his work and then I noticed that he's an artist too, like, a, you know, like not just a card artist, he's an artist. He has a, he does paintings, he does sculptures. And I was like, hats, we, we just connected. Hats for, for celebs, yeah, like yeah. Spike Lee and stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, so we connected very well. And then um, it was amazing that this is out there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Uh, hey, man, can you tell, can you tell our, uh, our audience where they can find you oh yeah man i'm i'm everywhere i mean you even if you google me you'll pop up right away but of course i have a website it's uh optimistvolts.com and of course i'm all in all the social medias but uh yes i'm in tiktok i'm in and twitter on them but the main one i use is instagram right now um instagram i'm always posting i'm always uh, uh on that stuff and I'm actually um, on Top Shop Live. Um, 
that's a new thing that's coming out. I'm going to be doing live shows and then network. Network kicked me up. I just finished doing a, uh, a show in Anaheim called Designer Con. It's all about art, uh, toy designers, pin designers, uh, fashion designers. And network is another kind of like a, where you actually do live events and you show the product. And they'll be like, hey, I just, I'm going to drop kinda this like today. Kind of like a whatnot. Exactly. It's yeah. whatnot, just a different platform. It's pop, it pop shop live, uh, whatnot, um, network are all the same kind of things. It's just different uh, um, crowds. Like uh, whatnot, it's a lot of the collectors, you know, cards and um, comics and stuff like that. Um, pop shop live also does comics, uh, does art. That's why I like pop shop. They do art and and they do. Um, collectible stuff and then the network uh if you look at that is a lot of the uh like heavy hitters like of art uh like art designers like ben baller he listens to stuff there um uh mike g uh, a lot of these card art you know the big time from tops release in that the market network they release some of their prints they release some of their work so i i I'm always moving, I'm always thinking, I'm always out there trying to new things like NFTs, I'm, I'm learning doing that. This, this virtual uh, selling is also like these new apps coming out. So, but the main thing, hit me up on my website, Instagram, Twitter account, it's Optimus Volts. Yeah, Optimus Volts. Hey man, thank you so much for coming on. You can see him on uh, Instagram on at optimus underscore volts uh, make sure you guys give him a follow check out his website he has some amazing stuff thank you guys for joining us for episode 51 of the can't stop the hobby podcast you can visit us at www.cantstopcards.com or you can visit us at instagram at can't stop cards inc and you can follow me at can't stop williams on instagram uh we can't stop we won't stop Ha 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 ha! Dog, yeah.